Everybody, welcome to another installment of Show to V with Mike G, the show of life, the show of Mexico, Roaring Fork, Austin, San Antonio, Agave, Tequila, and so much more. Another installment this week, Monday being National Tequila Day. Thought we would continue the tequila love, the tequila conversations today with Jose Valdez, the master distiller for Partida Tequila. He spent some brief time here in Texas chatting about the wonderful work he's done, his academic career, his stint as a father, and so much more. And thank you, JP De Loera, for introducing us and having a great dinner just before this conversation. You know, this is one of those things where it's late. It's at the South Congress Hotel, a wonderful stage for these kinds of conversations. And I hope you guys see the humanity and the humility in Jose and just how he's a brilliant mind engineering focused and how operations are really, really Jose's forte. So without further ado, I hope you guys enjoy this great conversation with Jose Valdez, the master distiller for Partida Tequila. He was good. Uh, uh, we were expecting more people. Uh, but it was good considering that last last week was the Tales, Tales of the, the Cocktail. <laughs> so uh, I would say it was five to seven uh, bartenders. Not bad. It, not bad for a Monday. Uh, a Monday a after Monday, Tales after, after Tales of the Cocktail. And it was good. It was, you know, it was a chat and a conversation, more uh, petite comité, you yeah. know, more, more small group of people so you have opportunity to talk with each one of them and present it yourself and talk about the product what kind of questions do you find because you've been in this role for quite some time now. how many years have you been uh, kind of traveling and doing the education piece uh 12 years 12 it started years. in 2005 were your was your first son even born yet when you started doing uh, this? no <laughs> no i got married in 2008 yeah. and my first boy was born in 2010 so this is all, this these past 12 years of going around and traveling, have you noticed, because agave is a very popular thing, people, we were talking about mezcal earlier, and how even, you've gotten even more deeply interested, how have the questions got, have they gotten more inquisitive, more detailed since you've been traveling? Uh, I th- it depends on the, on the people who yeah. ask, uh, even in bartenders, uh, there are people who knows a lot, That's and right. people who <laughs> just barely know about tequila that yeah. confused the agave with the cactus but right. <laughs> i was it is relative but but uh, it depends on the people there are some good bartenders uh very knowledgeable in not only tequila yeah. but in all beverage and they ask many good technical questions do you ever feel like you got your work cut out for you these bartenders are right there behind you trying to do these kinds of things as well yeah it, because me, most of these questions are very good because they've been uh, in many distilleries yeah. and they can they ask you 
uh, question the difference that they found in in one distillery and then saw that distillery yeah. in the production methods and so it's kind of a hard question uh not all the distillery want that question because you reveal your um, right. your see let's say secrets trade the, secrets is that yeah, exactly yeah mm-hmm. and so some people some distilleries want to keep that kind of behind the curtain but seems like you you know we've been talking all night about all areas of production and you're very transparent you want you do you want to be that guy that's like you know what what do you want to know i'll tell you whatever you want to know uh yeah i will say uh since the conception of partido was that idea to be very transparent uh and as you can see in the bottles, the bottles are very transparent. <laughs> they are literally transparent. They literally bottles. transparent. That, yeah. That's the idea of Portillo, to be very transparent, very natural, very fresh. All of those characteristics. All those. Well, what we're talking, so if I understood correctly, because I always am interested how people dive into the world of tequila. Some people are around it as a kid, and I, from what I understand, there are many neat pours served before meals in your family, but... For you, you're a business-minded guy, but this story, this starts in Baja. Is that where you were raised, or I was areas? born and raised in Aguascalientes. West, okay, yeah. okay. Which which state is that in? It's for, Aguascalientes. For, uh, okay. So the Just, capital is Aguascalientes, and I the see, state okay. is Aguascalientes, and it's uh, two hours from Guadalajara. Interesting. It's, it's right in the center of Mexico. Is uh, it something that w- the West, the states, are very familiar with? Because I. I'm even I'm coming at a loss like oh so what what are some things that people do in this state is it mezcal producing in in Aguascalientes yeah no it's original was for wine for wine yeah interesting a lot of wine was produced there and also uh brandy presidente oh amazing brandy presidente was a big uh, operation there yeah and uh pretty much that's uh that's what kind of weather? We we're talking about really hot temperatures in the Baja. Earlier. The weather is similar than Guadalajara, a little, uh, uh, I will say, not that green that not in that, Guadalajara, yeah. not that tropic. It's, like, it's more like a, a semi-desert. Mm. It's more dry. Is arid, is that the right word? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we use that a bit. What kinds of things, as a young kid, were you getting into trouble were you out exploring? Were you playing sports? What kinds of things did you take interest in? When I was a little kid. That's right. Yeah. Uh, so, I, you know, like any small kid uh, <laughs> with a big family yeah. and a lot of brothers. So I'm from, hey. a, I have a five brothers and two sisters. Man. We are eight, uh, eight members, eight kids. Where did you family. fall? Were you kind of in I'm the middle? I'm the third. The third, okay. I will say one of the top uh, sons. We've seen a lot of Brady Bunch here, and yeah. you know sometimes it's it's a tough position to be in the third born, right? Yeah. So, but in terms of your mind or your body, were you doing sports or were you more interested in schoolwork? Uh, sport definitely. I'm very active soccer? since I was a kid. I used to play soccer a lot since mm. I was a kid. Were you also pretty interested in learning school, biology, math, this kind uh, of thing? Math. Yeah. Uh, but I realized I was good in math again because of my dad. My, body, my dad is an engineer, electrical engineer. Electrical, okay. And I remember when I was in, I don't know, maybe sixth grade, I was studying, you know, uh, 
any uh, algebra, algebra yeah. uh, mathematics uh, operation. And my father helped me in that uh, uh, specific study. Yeah. So I realized that I was good in numbers and I fall, I fell in love with the math- mathematics uh, because one reason, because uh, you can put your mind in, in certain order. That's so, right. So There is no wrong, well, sorry, there's wrong answers, but there's only one right answer, right? Mm-hmm. Which makes it a little bit easier. What did you, so your dad working in electrical engineering, you said? Yes. What, what industry or what kind of job did he have when you were growing up? Who did he, was he working for like a large uh, electrical company or? Uh, my dad used to work for a textile, uh, Text- oh, okay. textile company. He used to be an employee, uh, a big, one of the biggest uh, uh, companies in, in Aguascaliente yeah. for a couple of years. And then he became independent. Uh, he he started as a, uh, a creating uh, making wells for like uh, water wells water yeah, wells yeah. Uh, so he got all the you know all the machines and all the equipment uh, to 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 go to the ranch and yeah. to the in Los Altos in Highlands and start working with people who who industrial people who want to you know. For instance, a person. I remember one one trip with my dad, uh, dealing with the uh, uh, egg producers. Egg producers? Yeah, the egg producers. Just a so bunch of chickens all a around. A bunch yeah. of chickens, a lot, and they need water, obviously, of for course, many yeah. reasons. So they hired my my dad to create this uh, to have their own well. Yeah. And I understand start uh, in that moment uh, how to work with the uh, you know far farming people yeah. and foreign people and people in different than the city. That's right. Which is interesting because you think about water, you think about distillation, you think about farmers, you think about the guys Agave. that are yeah. early on, right? Exactly. When you talk about formal school, because you've had a great collection of degrees, you studied at Pan America University, uh, Universidad de Monterrey, right? Tech de so Monterrey. You, yeah, so you've had a really great resume of formal education. Was that something as you were growing up that you, your dad, for instance, said, was it you, you have to do that? Uh, th- I would say it's one of the biggest value of my family, uh, my parents, yeah. to make all the efforts to provide a good education for us. Yeah. Uh, uh, in, in Mexico, you know, it's uh, probably the same in U.S., but uh, more, more, I will say um, I know in Mexico, the private education, it's way better than the public education. Yeah. In I would say in elementary and middle school. In 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 university, you have public very good university in, in Mexico. But in the first stage, uh, it's very expensive. Uh, have a private education, and I would say uh, my. My parents uh, make a made a, a great effort to provide sure that, that education, and yeah, I would say we were very lucky to study uh, at the University of uh, Panamericana, and then to uh, have a master, uh, an MBA with the Tech de Monterrey. Is it is it so in the states, right? It, in Austin, is a great example. You'll you'll meet a lot of people that have master's degrees. Maybe they never worked a day in their life, right? Mm-hmm. But they've been in school that long. 
but for you and your peers in Calentes, is that right? So was that a common thing to have an advanced degree, to have put that much time into your education? You mean the peers in the industry? Uh, well, industry, of course, you're well qualified, but just talking about people on the streets, is that a common thing among the your community to have that much schooling? It's not. When you get the numbers of people who has a... Uh, university degree, yeah. not even an, uh, not even a master, but university degrees. I don't know. It's ten percent of the population in Mexico, wow. and maybe private uh, universities, uh, two, one, two, or one or two percent of the very, total. very little. Very exactly. So, you having this, you've been armed with a great education. Did you feel obligated to make sure you did something? with it kind of rising through those odds and making sure that all that time you spent that you had to give back that you had to do something successfully yes obviously you i i feel that uh, certain responsibility yeah. with the community that uh, i was lucky to have this education so i have to give it back to the community in certain yeah. ways creating a uh, you know, opportunity to other people that they don't have uh, these kind of opportunities. It's like a cycle, right? Exactly. You've experienced it, paying it forward. Do you think with your two sons and your daughter that you're going to do the same thing and say, you're going to school and you're going to also give mm -hmm. back to the community? And you, uh, yeah, and when you said that, I said, okay, it's very general, it's a very abstract, abstract idea. Yeah. But, uh, what I wanted to do, starting to do, is with the example with my family. So I started with uh, to try to provide my kids a uh, good education, yeah. first in my home and then in the school, and then move forward to uh, a wider circle yeah. of people. Serve oneself so that you can serve the community. Exactly. Kinda, you you got to be pretty strong to be able to impart that strength in other people, right? Right. Well, so the thing that's interesting for me is that you've got this, you grow up, your father's very in tune with engineering, working with farmers, understanding water and how water flows, right? Which is, we take it for granted here, of course, but it's a necessity when you talk about farming, especially chicken farming. But when you talk about this advancement, did you ever see your world and your expertise in engineering intersecting with the world of tequila? No. At the beginning, no. Not at all, right? Not at all. So how does, and I know you've, you've been with Partita for a while now, but actually, you know, this is a good time. So we've been sipping Partita this evening, which has been an amazing thing to be able to sip with you, JP. You're the master distiller, you know, so in a way I'm getting the autograph of the, the lead singer of the band in a way. So let's sip the Blanco and let's talk about how you were introduced professionally into the world of tequila. And we have these amazing flutes. Yeah. So tell me a bit about, and it just how does the Blanco make you feel? Crafting S this. So the Blanco uh, is the purest expression of the agave. Yeah. You don't hide any, anything except the, you concentrate the flavors and the aromas of the agave. Mm -hmm. And uh, so Blanco represents what everything about the the, the fresh agave right 
uh, in the production process. Uh, in our case, Portita, we want also to represent a good tequila that is from the valleys, mm. which is pretty much more the weather and all the terroir around it. Is, is that, uh, as, as we call it, is it lowland, highland? More lowland? Valles is lowland, right? It's valley. It's yeah. valley tequila. It's, uh, it's, it's in the tequila town. Yeah. And so it's a little drier, mm. uh, the weather. It's, it's called a semi-desert weather right. compared to uh, Los Altos or Highlands, uh, which is colder. So, uh, so it's different. Yeah. It's, it's not better and not worse. I would say it's the origin. It is actually where the all the distilleries are located, right. and where the uh, massive production of uh, uh, cultivation of agave started. So, so you think it's it's pretty representation? It's a, it's a good representation of the origin of the tequila, yeah. and the blanco is the base of the rest of the tequila. So it's quite important. So you have to invest a lot of, uh, of time to define a good blanco. Yeah, which you guys use stainless all the time, which is a bit decision, right? No, no wood fermentation, always in stainless, making sure that no foreign microbes or whatnot are introduced. Right. That's right. Uh, if you walk in our distillery, everything is uh, that is in contact with the the wood, with the agave, and with the mosto, and with the uh, ordinario. And the tequila is a stainless steel. Mm. It's made out of a stainless steel because we believe it's a it's cleaner uh, uh, way to do it. And it's easier to clean too. And it's, <laughs> it's so, so much easier. Every yeah. That's right. But every batch, it's easier to clean it. Uh, we use uh, two products, organic product, yeah. uh, uh, organic detergent, acid and alkaline. So we spread the spread yeah. this uh detergent every batch for instance every uh alambic mm-hmm. or every uh autoclave after one cooking yeah we wash it with water and then we put uh this uh, alkaline detergent and then the acid detergent and then we remove with a uh, kosher water under pressure i mean kosher uh, 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 uh yes water right right so when you when I taste the Blanco, and I think it's 80 proof, and it is the most natural expression of this plant, mm-hmm. how did you, before we even talk about how you get introduced into tequila, you have to be a maestro. You have to compose. You have to have a feeling, a passion, a way that you want to sing the agave. Mm-hmm. So when you think about partida, and you think about the flavors for you what's the most important thing to show in the, the spirit itself as i sip it what do you want me to feel what do you want me to hear it's very hard question it's a very good question <laughs> it's you know it's one to one to one i mean it's that's the question yeah. you know it's i want to transmit uh Many things. Yeah. Uh, the first thing is about Mexico. The, uh, his uh, it's his cuisine, his his culture, his uh, flavor, his coloring, mm. but also the agave, the plant that is an amazing plant that uh, survived many many years, yeah. many different weather, different Resilient. seasons, uh, and the effort 
of the all the people that is in touch with the with the production process. Uh, so the passion and the the stability and mm. the balance. So uh, I don't know if it's a right quest, a right answer for that, but I would say it's uh, many things that you want to transmit. But at the end of the day, it's something that the people can enjoy. Mm. That even a p- person that is the first time that drink tequila can tell that it's a, an amazing product. Yeah, that is something that they they never tried before, and it's a a, a unique experience. That's um, right. A good director never gets in the way of his actors. Mm-hmm. The plants can come across crisply and honestly. The workers have had their imprint. So in a way, you want to make sure that everybody can maybe be transported to that place without a big ego involved, without big colors. You know? And I think that this comes across crisply. What would you, you know, if you were to give it, some tasting notes. What's the main thing that you really, really sense in the Blanco? In the Blanco? Um, I would say pepper. Pepper, yeah. Herbs, some citrix. It's easy. Yeah. It's very, very easy. Yeah. 80 proof, right? It's 80 proof. What kind of water are you guys using? It's, it's the, the water come from the well that yeah. it's inside the, the distillery. Tying it back. And time and back, exactly. That's right, yeah. So when you think about, you're fresh out of school, I know you were studying business, you were studying engineering, you'd even worked in engineering for some time. When did the opportunity come about to work mm. with Partida? Was that a... I So so here, this is something I alluded to earlier when we were talking. Um, apparently, Gary, who, you know, the founder of Partida, he hosted a lot of questionnaire sessions with MBA students. And he was asking questions about tequila. What should it taste like? What should it, this and that? Did you meet him in that way, or had you met him in I a different m- capacity? No, I met Gary in in, in that way. Yes, uh, you yeah, did. Okay, yeah. all right. So I thought. So Gary hired uh, an MBA guy from US. Yeah. To do our research about the tequila industry, and mm. he paid him to to come back to uh, to to come to Mexico and spend time and visit distilleries and do a research, yeah. a general research, but in the field. And after that, uh, you know, uh, analysis, Gary decided to get into the tequila. So uh, he talked business. about it first, made sure it was the right move, and then based on some of your feedback, I'm sure, among other students, uh-huh. said, all right, I think I'm going to move forward with this. Yeah, that's right. No kidding. Yeah. So you had pretty great FaceTime with him as he was developing this brand. Correct. Yeah. What was your, at that point when you thought about tequila, did you have as close of a relationship with it as you do now? No, no, no. I just met him uh, in that moment. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And uh, it was very, you know, but for me, uh, it was uh, a great opportunity to meet this guy Mm. with the, an amazing career in business. Mm-hmm. Uh, he created very good brands such as Vitamin Water mm-hmm. and, and, you know, ma- ma- many brands and a very successful person, uh, in a marketing guru yeah, and well-known in the community of San Francisco. Uh, but at the same time, very humble to talk 
with and personable a personal person uh, you yeah. know easy to talk person very comfortable talking and yeah i i, I realized that i want to do uh, a work with the, this person and learn about this uh vision and yeah. passion support it support help it grow so was it your idea to come aboard did you have to convince him or did he already see in you what i see in you and no that is that he had already the idea to to get into the 100% agave tequila yeah and to make a good tequila super high quality tequila craft tequila uh, real mexican tequila from the where the tequila was burned yeah was burned and i i would say i add some you know did you have to sell ideas. it at all? Did you have to sell yourself at all? You know, you know what I mean because you're you're in your MBA program. You're like, you know, you know, I could, I'm I'm the guy, I can make this happen. Did, was it a hard sell or was it just a so, natural? Yeah, well, my MBA was after I was hired by, by oh, no Gary. Kidding. Yeah, okay. Okay. it was just after uh, yeah, a couple of years after I finished my yeah, my you know college. Yeah, um, as an engineer, so. Uh, yeah, I mean, I have an interview with him, and I have to, uh, to, you know, sell sell myself, yeah. and, and more than sell myself, to be very honest, what I what I was looking for, and 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 I was looking to uh, create a or be part of a project or a product that is tangible that yeah. people can taste and That's share. That's right. No, more than. Uh, other you know many opportunities that we have in Guadalajara exactly technology mainly technology uh manufacturing and there are there are many uh, you know the industry in in the in Guadalajara is called the Silicon Valley of Mexico yeah because many uh, electronics uh, companies are working there they have operation there so there are many good opportunities for engineers but for me I said this is not for me I, I prefer to be in a you know, in a product that put also the name of Mexico high because it's high quality yeah. and everybody relate tequila and mariachi with Mexico, obviously, <laughs> and Jalisco. So uh, I want to be part of this project since, since the conception. Yeah. So, and to, and I will say the most important thing is that the, the people uh, hear you. Yeah, the people yeah. In, in, in any company that hear you and take care of your comments and your ideas. So that was have great. Have a voice. Exactly. So have a voice and to follow up with your idea. Okay, you, we, we, we agree with your idea. Let's follow up. Let's taste it. Yeah. Let's do it. And if it doesn't work, let's make it, you know, in another way. Yeah. So, But just try it. It's good to have someone that says, I want you do great work and i'm going to support that and the cool thing is when you talk about tangible when i think about tangible and making spirits this is exactly the scenario in which i think two people sipping fine spirit and having a great conversation Mm -hmm. so in a way this has come full circle and you've been able to deliver something tangible and we get to enjoy it in austin of all places kind of exceptional yeah so it's for me it's an amazing thing to see the product in so many places in yeah. so many restaurants so many bars so many comments from bartender consumers distributor people that really love and they appreciate 
the effort to make a good tequila. Mm. That is priceless, no? It all makes it meaningful. Exactly. In a way, right? Exactly. Well, so I feel like the reposado is a great way to start the next chapter when you start with partida and you start to understand how to actually make tequila. Yeah. So I'm going to grab this glass. I'm going to hand this over to you. JP is the wonderful maitre d. This is great. I mean, we're in the South Congress Hotel. This is a good hotel. We're downtown Austin. We're sipping tequila. Yeah. We're civilized fucking guys. <laughs> it's not a bad thing, yeah? It is not. On a, mon- on a Monday. Actually, you know. <laughs> well, today is a, te- a national, national tequila day. Tequila day. Yeah. That. July 24. Amazing to, to share this with you. So yeah. thank you yeah. for that as well. So you started with Partina in yeah. 2004. You've managed to say, I'm the guy. I've got great engineering background. I understand how things work. I understand math. Maybe even understand people. And so when you start, how difficult is it to get up and running? How much do you have to learn? Uh, I mean, you can learn a lot of things in the university or, yeah. you know. That's, uh, yeah, you the, can read about a lot theoretical of Theoretical things, but yeah. the reality uh, and how can you become a master, you have to do it. A bunch, <laughs> You have right? to run the production. You have to deal with the, you know, the people at the distillery yeah. and to get involved in the problems and make solution and work, you know, as a leader. And But uh, well, more important to uh, to follow up the the ideas of the people and to uh, make it happen. Yeah. You know? Do you think you were ready? Because you were a young man at that time. I, I mean, was that's thirteen years ago. Yeah, I was very young. Uh, but uh, you know, the opportunities in life uh, sometimes you don't, get you, you don't decide the, the age. <laughs> that's right. But uh, uh, I learned a lot in that moment yeah. uh, of my life, and and it was amazing. Because it was the development of the the profile at the beginning. It was, you know, uh, let's do even even at the beginning we decided to do some pilot rod with a, a stone oven. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. In the first distillery that we we started the operation, we we had the two oven uh, uh, autoclaves and mm-hmm. stone oven. So we did pilot run in a stone oven and in autoclaves, and then we decided to do it in autoclaves but it's local it's lower cooking right so did you did you kind of did you get obsessed about the details i talk about directors and movies all the time and writers and when you think about the details i bet there's such nuances between the two of them at what point do you determine where it's like this isn't worth all the extra effort i did i was uh obsessionated with the details yeah. of quality uh, uh, i learned f- from the people that has been doing you know cooking for 20 30 years yeah. so i heard them and they say well i heard you how can we improve right. how can we measure first and then improve because yeah. people people know how to do the things but they most of them they don't know how to measure and they don't think about why they're do- they just have been doing it right exactly for generation because my dad used to do it like this and that was a challenge at the beginning right. with the 
people who run other distilleries when I w- went went uh, with uh, many questions and about you know many things about the production. Mm. They were the old school. They don't want to share their secrets, but there's no secret. It's mm. just it's very simple. The production process just it's all science. Yeah, exactly, it's numbers. It's science. right. But uh, 15 years ago, 20, 20, 12 years ago, it was it wasn't a, that open like today. It's very flat now. It mm-hmm. feels like we you know we were talking about ferments earlier. We can talk about barrels. There. It's full transparency because that's what really counts for mm. the bartenders and the consumers. And so, speaking of which, we're tr- drinking the reposado now, or as mm-hmm. JP, mm-hmm. <laughs> JP said, the reposado was it reposado? Anyway, a fish, a fish tequila, ah, the reposado. <laughs> so this is aged, rested in Jack Daniel's barrels. Is that right? Uh, which so is- it's uh, is rested in. Uh, bourbon barrels. Uh, some of them are from Jack Daniels, yeah. but some o- other are from other uh, brands. So. And so you blend it all together to give you that nice kind of rich. Yes, flavor. the idea is to get a, a bourbon barrels, yeah. uh, white American oak. What do you think we've brought to the party here? What do you think the Americans are bringing taste-wise to this tequila? Uh, I mean, it's good. It's, it's, <laughs> it's very good. Yeah. I mean, the white... Uh, American oak is it, it, it adds a lot of uh, flavor to the tequila. Yeah. So more than the Encino, which is the other wood that is allowed by the by the law yeah. of production of tequila. So white American oak, but we try it with new barrels, and it it good, but yeah. it's not that good that it, it is with a bourbon. Are we bringing One some pass. soul into it? I think, well, so let's put it this way. This is the best kind of collaboration between America and, and Mexico. Mexico. That's it great. Is. It really is. And in a time where, and we won't take this politically, but have you, so you've been with Partita for a while. The industry has seen a lot of growth as a man that's traveling around, talking to people. Have you noticed what is ultimately kind of a rift or a kind of a separation between Mexico and American, or have we gotten closer? No, I would say it's closer, especially yeah. with the tequila industry. Yeah. The people is super friendly. <laughs> Every time you you meet, I met people from uh, U.S. drinking tequila, and they love tequila. They love not only tequila, but they start looking for the culture of Mexico. That's right. And they, uh, you know, visit Mexico, visit, uh, you know, not only Cancun and Puerto Vallarta, but start looking for more uh, about the food and culture of yeah. Mexico. So. This is a gateway drug, isn't it? Yeah. Tequila. <laughs> Tequila, the best gateway drug into Mexico. Mezcal is another extension of that, you know? It is. And do you think that tequila, which is the most popular, uh-huh. that mezcal is also becoming popular? Sotol is also becoming popular. Do you think people are talking about that more often now? Now, not only tequila, but mezcal, yeah. it's more about in the talking of the people. Uh, I was surprised that people know it's about uh, Raicilla. Raicilla. So Raicilla, it's a beverage that doesn't have a denomination of origin, such right. as uh, Bacanora, Sotol, uh, Mezcal, and Tequila. 
and the people knows and not only knows they have available in different uh, places La venenosa for one right that race yeah mm-hmm. it's like everybody knows about the cool bands now exactly They're so the cool the tapes, places right? in in any in any city uh i think the people start experience uh the the benefits <laughs> if, yeah. you, if you will of the agave spirits yeah you know? The benefits in terms of uh, the experience that you have when you taste, uh, you know, mm-hmm. with moderation, not, 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 too ma- not too much. But if you really sip a good agave spirit, good, well-distilled, good quality, artisanal, you, it's hard to believe that you don't try it again. Yeah. No? How did these guys write this song? It was so good. They're just young kids in a garage somewhere. That's what mezcal is to me. That you would think, you were talking about methanol levels earlier. Mm-hmm. How in the hell in the mountains without any stability or any ways to measure, to your mm-hmm. point earlier, mm-hmm. in an industrial way, the byproducts of their mezcal, how are they making something so pure, something so great without the byproducts? It is amazing and I recognize uh that without any formal education, let's yeah. say, uh, they can produce an amazing product with a you know lack of technology or resources. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, it's a, it's an amazing thing, and it goes to me. It's a reflection of what is Mexico. What yeah. is a, if you go to to the the antique. And the pyramids and all the Indian Mexican, yeah. how they build this, you know, Mexico City, for instance, how they build, uh, you know, Aztecs and and Mayan and all these pyramids and all the civilization and the water. It's it's about uh, you know a superior yeah. uh, uh, mind and and. It, it's it's something that you don't learn in in the university. You, you don't it. learn in That's in, 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 right. in college. I mean, you it's something that you have for and you get from a generation over a generation. You, I don't know. I, I don't, Inspiration. There's a there's a I think he's a Peruvian or Chilean filmmaker, Alejandro Jodorowsky. He made some amazing movies, El Topo for one, which is one that everyone should see. But he said, I don't make movies with my mind i make movies with my balls my cojones and so this is the thing this is where (laughs) you can't spend too much time in school Mm -hmm. sometimes you have to have that primal and guttural feeling to create those things Mm -hmm. and with passion and with love much of the mezcal that's coming out feels that way it's Mm -hmm. like how the hell did they know how to do that it can never measure it. Mm-hmm. This is the essence of Mexico. I would say so. Yeah, yeah. I love that. It's incredibly inspiring because we feel very sterilized and kind of sanitized here mm-hmm. in America, and sometimes we don't feel that honest. We don't feel that inspired. Mm-hmm. Well, so as we talk about the future of agave, and finish up this. <laughs> the the pasado <laughs> the fish tequila <laughs> which is which is really lovely it's quite balanced yeah i mean it there's nothing wrong with that as they say it's a uh, six months aging but we are not super strict 
it of exactly six months because mm. it depends on the barrels, it depends on the season. But at minimum of six months, we check that the batch is good. And if it's, it's good, it's good, right? Is is the right moment. So the añejo, did we go in the right order here? I'm sure we did. We're very, very astute gentlemen. So the añejo is, what's the average, now feeling it when it's right? So the añejo, it's uh, normally it's one year of aging, but in our case, uh, we age a year and a half. Year and a half? Yes. But again, it's, are you in there saying, this is right, this is not right? Exactly. So we check every batch, yep. and if it's ready, it's ready. <laughs> if it's not, ready. Th- let's wait for, I don't know, a month or a couple of more and more. Yeah. So when we talk about the long term, the long, the, just the trajectory of agave, it feels like things are kind of changing. There's lots of waste. There's lots of squashing out the competitors because you have money. And I'm not saying Partida is that way. Do you see the long-term sustainability of great blue agave, agave tequileana? Is it going to be able to sustain that same level of quality of which it's had for so many years, given that everybody wants to make money in tequila? Uh, Not sure. I will say that for the U.S. market, yeah. considering the growing every year, we are fine. <laughs> You're good. You're, we are good. So you don't see any problems with it, any shortages or any of but that? But if uh, Asia, uh, let's say all Asia, yeah. not only China. China just Japan, China, yeah. But Korea, if they start demanding tequila, which uh, I, I don't see very soon. Yeah. Because uh, the last effort that the government of Mexico and a few uh, brands of tequila started, mm. it wasn't that good. wasn't a good chat. It wasn't a good <laughs> chat. So the mission, the commercial mission that that we started like five years ago, yeah. it wasn't that what the, the government and the company expected. So Let's for say, now... So for it's now, right. considering the U.S. and Mexico, I would say it's flat, the consumption. Uh, so U.S. is growing every year, double digit. Right. It's, it's a lot. But we are fine. With you that. guys are ready. Yeah. Partida is ready to make sure you can bring as much tequila. I, I, I was talking about the industry. In Partida, yeah. we are super okay. Super, super, super okay because, uh, I mean, we are f- fine. We can yeah. supply... Uh, more tequila because we are a small company. Yeah. yeah. As an engineer and as a man that is interested in the process mm-hmm. and knows the steps of the process and how to measure them, mm-hmm. do you continually look for ways to refine the process, to make it more green, to make it more environmentally sound? Yes. Yes. Uh, that's, the, that's a global trend. Yeah. to make uh, clean energy, to make sustainable, uh, ecological-friendly products. And, and and it's the future. I will say it's not the future, it's the present. Mm-hmm. So you have to uh, modify certain things in your production process in your industry 
and to treat your you know bagasso and all the waste that you generate mm -hmm. uh, and to make conscience of the water all the water that you use and to treat the 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 bagasso and to make compost and to make a you know uh, to go to take you know the waste of the, of, of the bagasso and the vinasas right to the to the natural uh, land again mm. without you know uh, uh, affecting the, the the land and the pollution. But that's is that an interesting puzzle for you? Do you it, find it say well how can I how can we do this? What's a different way I can use? The spent agave. What's a different way I can use the water? Yeah, I, I will. I will say as a brand, yeah. you make a difference if you go beyond what the government is asking you to do. Mm. Yeah, but you're also pretty creative with it too. I bet <laughs> you try yeah. to be. Yeah, yeah. So a year and a half with the añejo. Which so when is lighter to darker? Where do you? You usually rest when you talk about what you want to sip. Do you find one that suits you better than uh, others? So all of them, it depends on the occasion. Yeah. Uh, the Blanco, I normally started with the Blanco. Mm, and I like to combine with the food, so oh, make yeah. a pairing. And the Blanco, is, I like to do with a salad. Yeah, uh, very good with the fish tonight, too. With the fish, yeah. uh, white fish, any... Uh, the reposado is more with the, you know, it's it's used to pair with the more complex flavor. Yeah. So the reposado has more sweet flavor of because of the bourbon and the wood. So any any other thing like tuna, mm. oh or yeah, something like, meaty like that, yeah, uh, not not many flavors. No, just tuna, maybe fresh tuna in a mm. in a avocado or something like mm -hmm. that. Yeah. yeah. Tostada, and for the añejo, we like to add uh, to pair with uh, something more complex. M talking in Mexican food, yeah. uh, uh, mole, for instance, mole, oh, mole, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Has many different ingredients such as chocolate and uh, I don't know, uh, uh, no. No well, there's nuts. There's nuts. Exactly. Yeah, there's a lot nuts of nuts, and cinnamon. Nuts. Yeah, there's lots of great. A flavors. lot of uh, flavors and and sweet and uh, you know citrix and yeah different kind of uh, ingredients. So let's talk about this is the last chapter, right? We've sipped through the blanco, we've sipped through the reposado, and then the añejo, and we've talked about how this kind of in a way defines certain chapters, right? You're young, you're aged you're more wise. And when we talk about the elegante, which is, is that fair to call it an extra añejo? It is an extra añejo. Would After it, three years of three aging, years. It's, it's called an extra añejo. And these, the same barrels of which the other yeah, tequila was Yeah, it's the same barrels that we use. How do you feel about that category in general? I mean, it's it seems like many of the, mm -hmm. the producers are coming out with this deeply rich, you know, Cascach is so old, we're talking about that. Doesn't necessarily make it good, but three years is still young enough to have a great flavor. Why? What was your thinking behind trying to craft an extra añejo? So uh, that was the first one of the first questions that I had when I get into the aging of uh, extra añejo. Yeah. Why, if uh, 
in single malt or in 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 you know Scotch uh, whiskies uh, or Irish whiskey, they age for 12, 18, mm-hmm. 20 years, and in tequila, it's only three years. Why? So uh, I I realized that in Scotland the weather is completely different that it's in tequila much and, and it's much colder uh, the humidity is different the altitude is different so in Rome it's the same like in tequila it's tropical it's warmer so you have a more intense uh, aging man it was uh, to cut you off right i'm smelling this alicante <laughs> and i'm like holy shit man it's almost like pineapple rum it's got that deep textured got a molasses smell to it i mean it, it's a head turner you know? it is so one year of aging in you know in tequila yeah. or in amatitan or you know in the mexico tequila country is maybe three to five years of uh, in scotland yeah so it's more intense it's like texas heat man and and i said you know why you know what uh i want to try uh longer uh tequila longer aging yeah. tequila and i have tried tequila five and ten and twelve years and it's good yeah. but in certain point you lose uh the agave you yeah. lose the essence of agave and right. that is it's not a problem, but it's, I would say it's the essence of the beverage. It's the soul. No? Soul, yeah. So I would say... Again, sorry. I mean, the nose is insane, man. It, it is. I mean, it's one of the, it's, it smells like one of the greatest bourbons I've never had. That's how rich it is. And, and this is... Uh, so the Extrañejo is a minimum of uh, three years, like I said, but in Partida, we age 40 months. Uh, but again, yeah. if the batch is not ready, not we ready. leave it just more months. So the batch that you are tasting uh, is probably a little longer than 40, 40 months. So. We, won't, we won't tell anybody. Yeah. We won't make them jealous. <laughs> <laughs> so, so probably it's a little longer, maybe 50, 50 months. Mm. I mean, it's like sipping a fine bourbon, man. It's crazy, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm a white guy. So I know bourbon. Yeah. I'll toss down some wild turkey toe-to-toe with any, any other person. But this is so nuanced. And it still has that just slight crisp pepperiness of so the agave. People, uh, people who had a bad or terrible experience with tequila when they yeah. were in college or whatever, right. uh, with cheap tequila or... Uh, they don't want to try. They don't have to have a, another uh, second option, so right. second opportunity to taste tequila, no? Because they smell and they right away uh, relate that smell with the how bad they felt yeah. in that moment. So, but for those guys <laughs> and girls, <laughs> we invite them to taste uh, not with the Blanco, yeah. but with the Extrañejo. And then move to Añejo, Reposado, and then Blanco. So yeah. they can, you know, to make a smooth the transition to go trick back to the, to the Gave. You can trick them. What, uh, what's retail on the Elegante? The, with a name like Elegante? It seems the like Elegante it is, uh, it is it's $380. It's so we're li- sipping it. Th- <laughs> 
<laughs> Sorry, I mean, I'm just having the realization that you and I are here sipping a $380. Yeah, the bottle, the retail price is around $380. I like how you're not, it, it, that's what we get. That's what we deserve, right? Yeah. In Austin doing this We don't thing. produce too much of yeah. this product and uh, we want to keep it that way. Just the best extrañejo, yeah. a limited uh, production. Well, it's quite lovely. Mm-hmm. So thinking about this as the most mature expression of Partido. Mm-hmm. You've been doing this for 13 plus years now. Do you feel like the same newly graduated master's student? Do you feel different now? More mature, grown up? Have you learned a lot? So uh, one of the things that it's part of my personal philosophy is to continuous improvement yeah. every day uh, in the production process. So uh, so how can you make this better, 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 right. better, better? In uh, small details, may- maybe, you know, if you change a, something that it, you realize that it can be done better, yeah. you know? But what is better? So yeah, you have, what is better is so you have to measure. Right. Everything can be measured. Yeah. <laughs> As a so now three kids later, a husband of nine years now, right? Uh huh. Do you feel like you're more accomplished? Do you feel like you've you've accomplished many of the things you wanted to do, but yet there's still much left to do? Uh, of course. Uh, I just had this thought a uh, few months ago that uh, in life sometimes you got some goals yeah. and once you get that goal what is the next goal so, right no would you yeah sorry go ahead. so i would say i realized that in life there is no like one big goal no oh. so it's a continuous goal so once you reach one goal you need to set a new goal yeah uh, and that's life i mean otherwise you're gonna be you know uh, you're gonna die. I mean, because That's right. you're gonna keep in in that uh, goal and see it there for well a few time, and then it's gone. I felt I had the same realization this week, and I thought, what what's a good analogy to describe how I feel? That I have to keep moving forward. I've built up an endurance to stress, to projects, to just amount of tasks. It's like drug use. <laughs> if you think about it, mm-hmm. I've built up a tolerance. I have to do more. I have to think about more. Mm-hmm. I have to drive more things forward. Do you think that that is the entrepreneurial spirit? That that's ambition just purely defined? Doing more. Yeah, we'll say so. And I'm. Uh, I, I teach uh, at, at the university, yeah. uh, and I like to teach because I, I, I think you keep learning all the time, and you learn from the from the young guys. Yeah. At least, what is the millennium? Where where they are living right now? Where they're in their minds? Uh, and I have I have seen this. What you has you just said. With some entrepreneurial uh, junkies and junk, yeah, 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 absolutely. So I've got two questions left. I know you've got a couple other legs on this tour in Texas. 
the question I ask everybody, and I'm very curious as to what you might answer. Let's say you're sipping one of your favorite spirits in the world, and you're at any bar in the world, somewhere you really enjoy to drink at, and you can have a conversation with anybody, living or deceased, who might you have a drink with and want to have a chat with? A conversation with a person that it's uh, alive or is uh, died? Anybody in history. Anybody in history. Maybe Mahatma Gandhi. Oh, man, no kidding. Yeah. It works. What what might you talk about? Uh, About his vision of uh, the human rights. Yeah. Yeah. Just to, you know, to understand uh, his personal life and how can he add all these things, uh, all these ideas to the humanity. Yeah. So what's next? You guys heading off in the morning to San Antonio, Houston. What's the next stop on this tour for you, for Partida? The next part uh, of this trip? Yeah. So we're going to San Antonio. Yeah, uh, it's a great place. Yeah, it is. So we're gonna, Very interesting there. We're going to visit... Uh, uh, some clients, some distributors, yeah. and accounts. Do you like, and this will be the last question, hanging out, drinking, opening up. Do you like that piece of the job, being the face? Always. Yeah. Always. It's, 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 a, it's where the line between, you know, business and pleasure is very <laughs> thin. Three kids, just leave them at home. You need some time to yeah. yourself, right? Yeah. Well, it's good. Yeah. Man, it was brilliant, Jose, having dinner with you, sipping all the expressions of the partida and not realizing that we were sipping something that was about $400. I like being taken aback <laughs> every now and again. Yeah. Um, you're a good guy. And I I want to see what you do next. Yeah. I think it'll be interesting. So thank you. No, thank you, Mike, for your time and for making this interview. It's been a pleasure. Thanks thank so much. Well, there we have it. More tequila conversations, learning about the operations, the production methods, and the great flavors behind a Partida tequila with its master distiller, Jose Valdez. Interesting to see how a pursuit in engineering and academia actually led Jose to such a passionate and creative field. That's the thing I think a lot of people don't really understand, especially in the world of tequila, is that you have to balance creativity, passion, and feeling the art of agave spirits while also balancing good output, measuring progress, measuring yield, and making sure that you're reducing waste. It is this duality that sometimes is hard to maintain while trying to pay homage to the land itself, but also doing things in a responsible and economically sound way. So it's great to get some insight into that type of mindset. So thank you so much, Jose, for spending some time to chat with me. I know you don't make it into Texas too often, and it was really a lovely pleasure for me to get to sit down and chat and sip these wonderful tequilas with you. So thanks, everybody, for listening to Show to V with Mike G. No matter if you set a calendar reminder to buy the new Nike High Top release at 9 a.m. this morning or if your hair is getting so big, you absolutely have to go get a haircut. Please keep dancing.